Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today, I've got Kyle from Hot Shot Secrets, and you've heard from him before on the podcast. He's chatted with us about fuel additives and also CP4s. Today, he's going to be chatting with us about engine oils, different products that they have for your truck, whether you're towing, racing, or you're putting a ton of miles on per year. So there's a lot of questions we want to ask him and just learn more about ways we can protect our engines. Before we get to it, though, I want to encourage you guys to make sure and jump on our Discord. We're almost at 200 people on our Discord server. It's a great way to be able to show your build ask questions engage with us other podcast fans there's a lot of a lot of really cool things you guys are working on out there i love seeing the pictures seeing the build list and then if i can help answer questions or connect you with somebody who can it's a great way for us to all be able to make sure we're building the trucks right the first time and making sure we're really happy with what we're doing with our vehicles also if you want exclusive episodes your truck to be the podcast cover for a month tons of different perks we offer we have those available for our patreon supporters You'll find a link down below as well. I want to give a shout out to Whirly Custom Fabrication. They're a sponsor of the podcast. Really appreciate their support and what we're doing. And their their parts, they have so many different things. Like the other day I saw that they have traction bars. And, you know, traction bars are incredibly important to be able to protect our transmissions and the whole drive line. It, what they do also extends into the engine. They've got tons of different things with intercooler pipes, intakes, you know, coolant tanks, and a ton of different colors. They make the products all here in the U.S. They're more than happy to chat with you about your build. They take pride in what they do. And I hear from a lot of guests that come on that are running their parts, how well they fit. And I know that's something that we all want is when, you know, UPS or FedEx delivers a part. We want to make sure when we go out there, you know, on the weekend, we can, you know, get the part installed. We don't run into any snags and they take a lot of pride in doing that. So make sure and jump on to WC fab.com you can check out what they have give them a shot with any questions for the shop owners out there i know there's a lot of you guys that listen to the to the diesel podcast so if you're not set up with turn 14 go to turn 14.com they make it really easy to get wc fab parts and other products and it's their process of ordering is so easy i've had some shop owners you know when i visited with them they've been ordering parts getting stuff for their stock and and they've shown me how super easy it is to just log in see what's in stock when you can get it all their invoices are emailed, tracking, all that sort of stuff. So they take a lot off your plate with being able to get parts to your shop. All right, let's get to the podcast with Kyle and chatting about engine oils. Welcome back to the Diesel Podcast, Kyle. I always enjoy chatting with you, and I, I always learn a ton more than when uh, when I jump onto the podcast. So it's cool to chat with you today. And uh, I know engine oil is always a, a really popular topic that uh, that our audience loves to hear about, and we haven't chatted about that yet. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So I'm excited to have you on. Hey, thanks for having me, Patrick. Always have a good time. And yeah, we haven't talked about oil, so I guess we're due, huh? Yeah, yeah. We, we've chatted about diesel fuel, um, how to save your CP4, and then the big one is is always you know diesel oil. And, and there's so many questions around it because if you go into a story, look online, there's so many different choices and there's so many different ratings for them. I just kind of wanted to start at like the basic level is – you know what what is out there what do what do i as a diesel owner need to pay attention to and then you know we kind of transition that into what does hotshot secrets offer for diesel truck owners 
well it's it's a big world <laughs> there's there's a lot to know there's for the average guy it can be you know completely daunting trying to figure out uh the differences between a lot of these yeah so so what, how about i take you through basically how how a diesel oil is built okay. and from ground up um and, and to start it off real simply it's base oil and it's additives that's it we have a base oil to, to carry everything and an additive package uh for different things like lubricity and wear protection and and all that so uh now to dive down into those two little things uh can get extremely complicated or <laughs> you know <laughs> kind of simple now i'm not a tribologist uh so we got them here i'm actually on the other side of the, the wall from me uh but what i always try to do is is try to put it into terms the average guy can understand um because heck i didn't know half this stuff when i started so uh <laughs> I've, I've learned a lot but um I'm, I'm good at what i call unnerding it so yeah <laughs> uh let's start with the base oil okay. uh there's it's probably the biggest misconception and on on what a base oil is and and the purpose of it there's five groups of oils and oil groups get a little complicated but we're going to take group ones and just completely take them off the table group ones are pretty much a barrel of crude oil it's unrefined it's nasty nobody uses it there's very few uses uh i'll jump right to group fives group fives are off the chart those are esters we use those in in in, in their high-end esters we use them in oils but they're not your base oil your base oils all fall into group two three and four so what a group two oil is is a conventional oil so that's your you know your 1995 midas oil change you know your your cheap dinosaur oil um it's a very unrefined oil and what we're looking for in a base oil is really the sheer ability of it how long can it hold up before it falls out of grade so if your average truck that's got a 15w40 oil in it that 40 weight oil is going to break down over time if it's a group two oil it's going to break down pretty quickly that's why you have a smaller oil interval on a group two oil um stepping up to a group three is a more highly refined dinosaur oil <laughs> it's uh but here's where it gets a little confusing that's where the world calls it a synthetic oil a group three oil technically is not a synthetic oil so when you're at the auto parts store and you're looking at that whole wall of all those oils out there and you see conventional semi-synthetic synthetic every one of those bottles that say synthetic not a single one of those is synthetic and there's a longer story behind that this goes back to uh the 90s when really good oil came about which is our group fours uh the group fours are synthetic oils and all the big manufacturers started turning to group fours. Well, one of them decided they're going to put a group three out there and call it a synthetic oil. This went all the way to the Federal Trade Commission. And uh, they just said, we're not getting involved. You know, you, we don't want to decide what oil is. You guys figure that out. And that day, the whole industry changed and went to group threes. And you never really saw group fours again. Because if they can get away calling a group three a synthetic, they're going to. So... Let's break down a little bit between what the difference is. Um, I like to use really bad analogies, so <laughs> I'll, uh, and you know that. I've given you a few in the past. So 
when it comes down to the, the the film strength of an oil and the ability of it to not shear and come out of grade, which at the point when it shears, your 40 weight becomes a 38 weight, becomes a 35 weight, it's no longer protecting the engine. That engine was designed for a viscosity level of 40. So once it shears and comes out of grade, it's time to change your oil. That's why you get a shorter interval on a group two oil, because it's just a conventional oil. Now, my bad analogy that I always use is, imagine if we, we got a visual this time too, this is great. Uh, I should have brought the whiteboard, uh, that'd have been easier. Uh, but imagine, you know, the flat surface in front of you is, uh, you know, one of the pieces of metal in the engine, and we have another one on top of it. Now, I want to slide across this metal without without touching it. That's what our, our lubricant's doing in between. It's keeping those two pieces of metal from touching to reduce wear. Now, if we break down the molecular structure of a group two base oil, that carbon chain is going to look very irregular. Um, I compare it to a bunch of balls that we would lay across the table here that we wanted to slide a surfboard across. I want to slide across without hitting the floor at all. Now, on a group two, you might have a molecular structure where that carbon chain is a softball and then a marble and then a golf ball and then a tennis ball and then a softball. So they're all different sizes. And what that allows is it's really tough to try to slide over that. And yeah. you can catch an edge pretty easy, if you will. And when you catch an edge and break that chain, well, that's how you dig into the metal there and, uh, and start to have wear. And that's just because a conventional oil is very, very lightly refined. Um, they go through a hydro cracking process on the base oil. And it just doesn't get to the point where it gives you a good film layer basis to protect for a long time. And as it breaks up, you start to lose viscosity and you, and you lose your protection. The difference with a group three oil, which again, what the world calls a quote unquote synthetic oil, excuse me, is that the molecular structure has been more highly refined. It's been hydrocracked longer. It's been through a more thorough process. So now instead of softballs and tennis balls and marbles, we're down to just say golf balls and marbles. It's, it, it's a much more closer sized and symmetrical carbon chain. So if when I'm riding that surfboard across, it's a lot easier to get across without, you know, hitting into that metal. Um, you still can catch an edge once you get over that marble and into that golf ball, but it's uh, it's a, that's what allows that carbon chain to remain intact much longer. And that's why a group three oil or a synthetic oil, you can get twice the interval on. You might go 10, 15, 20,000 miles rather than five or 10,000 miles um, as you would on a group two. So here's where it gets really crazy. A group four oil, which is what they call a polyalpha olefin, easier just called a PAO, a group four oil is a true synthetic. So what that is, again, everything starts with dinosaur oil, but what happens with a group four is it is broken down all the way to the ground. Every component of it is completely broken down rather than just being hydrocracked. And then scientifically, it is put back together and built back up into a carbon chain. <clears throat> excuse me this allows the chemists when they build these carbon chains to make it 1000 percent identical so if you're to look at that molecular structure now we're talking just lining this 
floor with BBs or little marbles, all the same size, okay, 100% man-made, 100% identical. And now you are sliding across with ease and there's nothing to catch on. There's nothing to break. And that's why a true synthetic oil, a PAO, can virtually last forever. Um, it will not come out of grade. I, they, they haven't been able to make it kind of grade in a lab. Uh, and we'll get to some of the oils that we offer. But when you're talking a true group four PAO, 100% PAO, um, you're talking 100,000, 200,000 mile intervals that without the oil breaking down. Wow. Now there's more to it when you get to the additive side of the package. But just on the base oil, uh, a group four PAO is light years different than what a group three synthetic and a group two conventional is. And that's the starting point. You got to start with that base oil. Um, does that catch you up on the base side of things? Yeah, I go re- deeper. <laughs> it really does. Where'd I lose you? <laughs> it actually, that, that really helps to be able to understand it because it's so confusing. I see the term synthetic all the time in conventional and I never really understood what the differences were between it. And, and then we hear, you know, also, well, you got to change your oil every 3,000, 5,000, 7,000. And then we read about these other ones that are 10, 15, 20. So I think that definitely helps kind of frame the conversation we're going to have about the different classes of oils that are out there. And Absolutely. And to your point there too, those are just names. The conventional and synthetic are just names. They, they Again, synthetic oil really isn't synthetic oil. And to be frank with you, we offer group three oil and we call it synthetic because the industry does. And it's kind of frustrating, you know, like, because we really know it's not a proper name for it. Um, Now, we also offer group fours, and we make it very clear on the bottles that it's group four PAO synthetic. Uh, But it's just kind of how the industry has gone. The average consumer doesn't know the difference. So when they're looking at, they just know conventionals, bottom line, and synthetics better, you know. But uh, the truth is, it's just, uh, they're the same thing. They're just a little more highly refined so that the carbon chain's a little tighter and lasts a little longer before it breaks down. Now, if, 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 I'm, if I'm looking to go with a certain, either like a class three or class four, what as a truck owner should I use to make my decision which one that I want to run in my truck? Is it just as simple as I want to go longer with my oil change intervals and you know, I want less wear? Or are there certain things or certain types of truck owners that look for one versus the other? Great question. When we're talking groups of oils in the base oil, it really comes down to one thing, and it's it's oil interval. There's some advantages to the shear strength and and uh, when it comes to wear as well, but for the for the most part, it's all about interval because there's always uh, there's three things that we run into when it's time to change your oil. Number one, we check to see is your oil still in grade. You know, is it still a 40 weight is this is your viscosity still there so we do this with oil analysis that's really we're checking the base oil you know we're, how long are you looking to go and how long how long can, can that oil hold up uh the other two factors are when we get into the additive side of the, uh, of the package you know you know the detergents there um they get depleted with the acids that build up in diesel oil um and also how dirty or, or how clean is it you know we put soot in the oil with these diesel trucks so um those are different aspects, but to answer your question directly, when it comes to groups of oil, conventional synthetic PAOs, that's 100% about what type of interval you want to run. Now, I talk to people all the time about this, and they say, well, how long should I go? 
or they'll ask specifically about our oils. How long does that oil go? We don't like to give that answer. It's like every truck is different. Every truck treats the oil differently. And then we have different additive packages for the type of use of truck, which we can get into. But right off the top, if you're if you're the average Joe with a daily driver, uh, maybe doing some towing, but you know, you know, not not pulling a, a, a sled or drag racing, something like that. Uh, it's really how often do you want to change the oil? If, if you're one of those people that says, you know, I'm going to change it. There's people say they're changing their oil at 3000 miles regardless. Don't yeah. care. I'm getting out of there at 3000 miles. Well, then there is no reason that you should go past a conventional oil, a conventional oil or a semi-synthetic, which would be a group two, group three blend of the two is going to get you far past the 3000 mile interval. So if you were to put a full group three in or a group four PAO in, and you're only going 3000 miles on it, well, you're just simply wasting money because that group two is going to hold up just as long. Now, if you're somebody that says, hey, I want to get 15, 20,000, 25,000 miles out of out of a oil change. Well, a conventional is going to, that carbon change is going to break up before then. They're just not going to last that long. Can they go that long? Some can. It's It really depends on the application, but uh, Generally speaking, there you're not going to see much more than 10,000 miles out of a conventional oil. Uh, group threes, they can go 20, 25, um, and depending on you know how how that truck's used, uh, they can go that long. So that decision comes down to how long of an interval you want to go. Now the crazy part about the group fours, and this is really the only reason why they were really created and why we have still been offering a pure group four for a while in our blue diamond oil is for the extreme long interval guys. Uh, we have a lot of over the road truckers uh, that that are looking for extreme intervals. We have had trucks go 100,000, 150,000. We've just had a couple trucks go 200,000 miles uh, on the same oil. And people are like, how is that even possible? You know, <laughs> well, it's not as easy as just pouring a group four in. But like I said before, the three factors we look at to to go in a, long, in a long extended interval well first and foremost you have to start with a full group four pao only because it's the only pure synthetic man-made carbon chain that will not break so the oil will hold its film strength it will hold its viscosity through a hundred thousand miles and that's one part of it that we just kind of take off the table so right there that one element's off the table we know the oil is going to be a 40 weight when it starts and by the time it, you know you get to your interval, it's just off the table. What you're measured by are the last two, uh, are the last two parts. How dirty is it? You know, all of this diesel oil gets dirty. Our trick around that is running a bypass filter. So you'd have to add a bypass filter to the vehicle, which is a secondary oil filter that will strain that oil down to two microns and get all the contaminants out uh, to extend that interval as long as you can go. The third part is, like I said, the detergent package, which we'll get to next on the additive side of things. But just like uh, the analogy I use is kind of like uh, hand washing dishes. You put a little Dawn detergent in there, it foams up, and you wash some dishes. Well, after a while, you need to squirt a little more in. Same thing's happening in your diesel oil. It comes with a lot of detergents. It comes with a, a, a base level. Well, as you use up those detergents and our, and our, our blow by with our soot and everything, you start using up the detergents that base level starts to get combated with acids and at some point 
it's out of juice. It's out of cleaning strength. Uh, we have a unique product called a TBN booster. It's an oil additive that's uh, like one third CK4 package, uh, a TBN booster, which is a base package and uh, our FR3 friction reducer, which allows that oil to be revitalized. So that's what we look for for these long interval guys that are going 100,000 miles. It really takes a group four that won't come out of grade, a bypass filter to keep it clean, and then periodic oil analysis to check the detergent levels and we spike them up with an additive uh, as needed. So it's a whole different world when you get into that type of stuff. But uh, uh, and there's not a lot of guys out there doing like the, the long interval stuff. And it's, it's crazy when I tell people about this, they're like, well, who, who would do that? And why are you guys, why would you guys tell people that? Because don't you want to sell oil? You know, like you're telling a guy not to buy oil for a hundred thousand <laughs> miles, you know, but the truth is it's, it's the best thing you can do for a vehicle. I and, mean, you know, especially with the bypass filter, that truck never sees dirty oil for the life of it, you know, and it's running a, a strong oil that's holding great. And uh, as long as you keep the detergent package up, no need to change, keep rolling. I think a really interesting part about the the detergents that you mentioned is, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, uh, the listeners we have or the questions we're getting about parts and products and trucks, they're from people that have a newer or 2007 and a half to current truck. And they're, you know, with with the the EGRs that are on them, they know, hey, it's gonna. I'm recirculating back into my engine. How can I try to get that reliability, or limit the wear, or extend the intervals on these newer trucks versus you know the the 95 I had, or the you know the 9973, or the OBS, or something like that, where there wasn't there wasn't this active. EGR valve pumping soot back over into my intake. And I think that's a great way to kind of lead into the additives and the detergent that you mentioned and being able to keep that, that oil clean to protect the engine. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sure. Sure. So uh, we knocked out the base oil. And like I said, all oil is, is is base oil and additive. So as you let into there, now we're looking at the additive package and there's a few purposes for it. As you mentioned, uh, to clean, to combat the, the, the stuff we're dumping in, especially a lot with the new emission systems that are putting a lot more into the oil than ever used to be. Uh, and those acids naturally build up in any single oil. So you always are battling base first acid uh in oil uh, and of course the main thing that we really are looking for in oil its main purpose is engine protection so we're always looking to reduce friction reduce wear uh amongst the components so there's some additives that we add to the oils to prevent wear um add lubricity uh, uh add detergent so i i think what i think is very unique about the oil market is as an oil manufacturer, you know, we, we fully manufacture, you know, R&D blend process, everything, our bottle right here in, in, in Ohio ourselves. So a lot of a lot of companies aren't actually making their own oil, but the few out there that are actually making their own, we're all shopping out of the same catalog of chemicals. So it's not 
there's nothing to hide. We like to put all our stuff out there. You know, we always like to put our data out and everything, but we're all kind of, you know, going from the same playbook. It's not necessarily uh, the ingredients. Sometimes it's the recipe, but not the ingredients, if you will. But uh, we are unique. I, I would say on the baseball side that we use a group four PAO and nobody really does that anymore. Um, some might put a little PAO in just to make a claim, but I don't know of anybody offering a pure PAO. And, uh, but on the additive side, you hear zinc all the time. That's a big one. Yeah. So ZDDP, um, which is a phosphorus-based zinc, we use that in our green diamonds and uh, our blue diamonds. Uh, uh, level oil, which is our group two and group three, and then our group four is the blue diamond. The that's an anti-wear. Zinc is a great uh, additive to, to add to any oil to reduce wear in the engine. The and it's also you have to meet certain specs you know the oil manufacturers you know uh put or not the manufacturers we are held to different specs that the government puts out to you know right now we're on a ck4 spec uh it'll you know it was a cj4 before that and they try to get up with the times and keep up with good specs to how the engines are built well the zinc levels are then up to the manufacturers as long as you're meeting the spec how much do you put in there um as some people think if a little's good then a lot's better it's not always the case there's 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 a balance there that that you go with but you'll see i've actually got a few of our oil analysis of our this is a, these are version analysis of uh of our of our oils and i mean in our green diamonds we run 1300 parts per million zinc in our uh blue diamond it's 1600 parts per million zinc and what you'll see in both of these, they have about a thousand parts per million phosphorus. Well, that's your Z, zinc, DDP, phosphorus. That meets the CK4 spec, so these can be sold to the public with the stamp on it. You know, it's safe in any diesel vehicle. So you first want to make sure people are, if you're looking at oil, what to get, make sure it's, it's meeting government regulations and they're not shorting you on, on, on these type of specs. Everybody should have this stuff publicly on their website. You should make it available. If they're not showing you what's in their oil, then I wouldn't buy it you know there's there's something to be hidden there now uh after that zinc and phosphorus the the next big one you always see is calcium uh looks like these are both about 2700 parts per million calcium calcium goes over to that cl cleansing side to the base number the, the base package that fights the acids uh so it's a very common you know we're all kind of using that same same thing in a way the amount could be different the way it's blended could be different but it's uh uh, a very common additive package to uh, meet the spec and actually protect the engine and fight acids for that interval. Now, how much do you put in is dependent on, like we said, a group three was going to last longer. Well, we need to have enough acids, I'm sorry, base to combat the acids for a longer interval. So that might change the amount that you'll see in each one of them. What gets really interesting is when we go over to what I call the dark side, which is when we get into... Uh, <laughs> like our adrenaline racing oil and uh, racing oil is a whole different ballgame because you're not held to, you know, manufacturer specs. These are for race vehicles that don't have emission systems and you're allowed to pour anything you want in there because, uh, you know, a lot of the really great anti-wear chemicals that you can use in oil just can't, can't make it through a DPF system. It's just too rough on it. Or in gas side of things, a catalytic converter. These emission systems just can't handle 
these packages that you have. And uh, that's really good stuff. But, you know, unfortunately, we're restricted by a lot of these emission systems that don't allow an oil to be better than it can be. Um, it's another unique thing that people don't know a lot of times, too, is what's the difference between a gasoline oil and a diesel oil? Well, really nothing except that a diesel oil is a much better oil only because we could put more of this good stuff in. We could put more detergents in. We could put put more of these anti-wear chemicals in because a DPF system can handle more than a catalytic converter can in a, in a, in a car. So there's nothing different between the package, still base oil, still additive. We can just pour a lot more good stuff into the diesel oil uh, because the DPF can handle more. Um, but it's really fun when you get into a, a race car that doesn't care at all. There's no emission systems. <laughs> yeah. And we throw the kitchen sink at it. Like our adrenaline <laughs> is, let's see, 3,000 parts per million zinc, 2,000 parts per million calcium. Now, what's unique about this is our phosphorus is zero. And, and that's because, and this is kind of one of our secrets, I guess, I don't care. I'll, we put it out there. It's it's public. We actually use a a uh, sulfur-based zinc. We do not use ZDDP in our racing oils. Uh, the sulfur-based zinc costs a ton, but it's a better anti-wear. And uh, that's why people get really, they, they never really see a lot of zinc with no phosphorus because it kind of comes hand in hand with ZDDP. But we actually have no phosphorus in our, in our racing oil at all. But we have a thousand parts per million antimony. Antimony is like Oh, it is the <laughs> it's 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 the best you can get when it comes to anti-wear chemicals that that combines with zinc gives you ultimate protection. And one last one I'll tell you, which is really unique oil um, that we have is a we, we call it our black diamond oil. A lot of people don't know this, but and since it's just you and me here, <laughs> yeah, our black diamond oil is really our adrenaline racing oil. So it's it starts off with all that group four PAO, so it won't shear, um, the full protection package of our racing oil with the sulfur-based zinc at, at 3,500 parts per million, 1,100 parts per million antimony, and then we put 7,000 parts per million calcium in there. So what we've done is we've taken the, the racing package and added all the detergents and base you need to actually run on the street as well. So that's why we considered our street strip oil. We know there's a lot of trucks out there now that are high horsepower builds that aren't that aren't trailer queens. You know, they're not just race cars or or pull trucks. They're uh, they're guys that have built really big motors that street drive them, and you know that are daily drive and are 1,500 horsepower daily drivers. And uh, you really want a racing oil to protect that much horsepower, but there's not many companies out out there that offer a racing oil that has the detergent package of a street oil because we just don't put a lot of detergent in racing oils because they don't go very far. You know, you yeah. don't need to put it in there. So our black diamond is a very unique oil that we've literally thrown the kitchen sink at. I think what's so cool about that is, you know, like on this episode, there's going to be a lot of different kind of diesel enthusiasts listening. There's going to be the guys who daily drive it tow, you know, they're putting a ton of miles on. Maybe they're using it for work. Maybe it's just a daily driver. But then there's also another group where they're that street and strip where they've they've upgraded the truck, but they're driving it every day or, you know, a couple times a week. And then there's also that that other sliver of, of diesel enthusiasts where it is a trailer queen and it's something that's 2,000 horsepower, 2,300, 2,500. And it's just going an eighth mile at a time or a quarter mile at a time. And I, I, it's really interesting to hear the differences between these different oils 
that you guys have because they're totally different uses. You know, like you mentioned, how many miles is a race truck putting on per year? Not that much, but they're cranking a ton more power and there's a, there's just, it's an entirely different set of, of things they need to protect against versus the truck at 350 or 400 horsepower that puts 20, 30,000 miles a year or more, you know, on that truck. Absolutely. And, and we really like to educate people and uh, our phones are always open here at Hot Shots. We love when people call in and say, I don't, we don't care if you buy our oil or not. Um, if you've got questions about that, we want to figure out a good application for you on what, what you're looking to, what's the best oil for you to buy, the type of oil. And again, people always want to go right down to mileage. How many miles can I get out of this? Yeah. Well, first thing I say is, well, tell me about the truck. You know, what do you use it for? Is it modified? How, how much horsepower? Does it just go to the grocery store? Or do you pull a trailer? Um, there's just, there's so much more involved in how many miles am I going uh, that uh, there's a good oil for everybody. And the back end of that, one thing that I always recommend that I wish more people would do is oil analysis. It is cheap. It is easy. Uh, it's like going to the doctor and get your blood drawn. Um, it's it's the best way to look under the hood, check the health of your engine. Uh, we offer oil analysis here. We do it at cost. It's, it's 15 bucks uh, for a basic oil analysis that will show you all your wear metals in there, your particle count, uh, you know, what's going on with, uh, and we do it for any oil. It doesn't have to be our oil. If you, if you use a different manufacturer, that's fine. We still do um, offer that service and it's a way to if after you've done a couple oil analysis it gives us a, a trend line so when i have somebody who really wants to figure out i don't want to waste a bunch of money on oil i don't want to buy a really expensive oil um but at the same time i really want to protect my engine but i want to get the most out of what i'm buying well let's figure out your projected interval let's figure out exactly how your truck's used we'll start you on um, a suggestion of oil. We'll take an oil analysis at say 3,000, 4,000 miles, if that's your normal interval. And let's take a look at it. If you're good to go, let's go to six. And we'll take a look at it then. After two data points, we can then project about every truck's different. Every truck puts sit into the oil differently and everything. Now we know exactly at the rate your oil gets dirty. After a couple oil analysis, we can tell you exactly the type of oil you need, how long it can run safely, where you can get every dollar out of that oil where while it's still protecting the engine, but yet not too far where you're, you're, you've gone too far and you're spending the right amount of, amount of money on it where you're not wasting any money by buying a group four and only going 3000 miles on it. So it's worth it for every truck out there to do oil analysis. I, I just can't stress that enough. It's, it's, it's something really important that not enough people do. I think it really strikes though at uh, what, what makes us a diesel enthusiast or <clears throat> or why we buy the truck in the first place is one we're paying more for it because it's a diesel truck and especially now if you look at the price of older ones they're not getting cheaper they're getting more expensive yeah, or if we buy sure. a new one they're expensive and we like the robustness of the engine we like the power we like the longevity you know i remember way back in the day seeing like those old tdr things or posts about the million mile cummins or i mean we even see it with power strokes and really high mileage duramax trucks is we want them to last and if we're into the racing side of it well we would just put a bunch of money into that truck to make it do and go as fast as as it can and we we want to try to maximize reliability i think that's why 
oil topics and discussions are so important and they get a lot of traction is I've never met a diesel enthusiast who said, I don't care how long my engine lasts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's all about protecting your investment, you know, and, and, and I'll say another thing too, uh, uh, in regards to oil analysis, it, it it's also a great way to when you're struggling to decide what type of oil to use. Um, if I take my hotshot shirt off for a minute and, and, and you're out there shopping for an oil, it, there's no better way. Like I said, first of all, find this data out, find out what's in the oils you're looking at. Um, find out if it's a group two, group three, a blend or a group four, find out what the additive package is in there. That's all in the tech data sheets that are publicly made available. So you know, what's in there. And then, then run oil analysis. If you've been using an oil for a while, take an analysis of it. See where it's at. Uh, request a particle count. What a particle count is going to show you is exactly how many parts per million of metalware you're having in the engine. Now, granted, you're always going to have a little bit of metalware. That's just an engine naturally eats itself over time. We want to extend that for a million miles if we can. So that's the goal. So one unique thing that you don't see in every oil analysis, now you're not, our, our for example, one of our, our FR3 friction reducer is our carbon nanotechnology. It's truly the secret behind all of our oils. Uh, will you see it on an oil analysis? Well, you kind of will. I won't tell you where. But, uh, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you where. It, it shows up in silicone, um, which throws a lot of people off. They think we're using actually a silicone technology. Silicone is actually dirt. Uh, that's it, it, if you have dirt in, in in the in the oil, it shows up on silic a silicone on an oil analysis. That actual test is a light spectrum test, and our carbon nanotechnology actually registers on that same test. So it's not actually silicone; it just actually flags on the same same test for some reason. Well, that throws a lot of people off on our technology with the nanotechnology in it, which goes in every one of our oils. Our FR three does, even our trans fluids and our gear oils. Uh, but you'll never be able to see that on test. Now, other manufacturers uh, use different anti-wear, like uh, you'll see molybdenums on here. So Molly, you probably heard of Molly. A lot of people use that. That's an older technology of anti-wear. So you can take an oil analysis of your engine oil. If you switch over to a different oil, put another 5,000 miles on it, give it a fair test, do another analysis, go back and look at the wear metals. So everything i've said today if it doesn't make any sense to you you don't understand how antimony works with zinc or um how our our carbon nanotechnology actually bonds the motor and reduces friction and all that stuff i get it it's complicated but the proof's in the pudding when it comes down to an oil analysis and that's usually as a smaller company like hot shots when we're combating some of the industry giants in oil um people generally are oil loyal you know yeah. it's like we got a lot of people use our additives but they're like i'm sticking with my oil and I'm like, all right, that's fine. They usually convert over once they've trusted us long enough that they 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 like our additives. And I'm and I always say, well, if our additives are improving your oil that much, maybe the oil left something on the table. Why don't we take a look at the analysis? And they'll do a one cycle with head to head. And when you see your wear metals drop in half from maybe 50 parts per million and a 5,000 mile interval that might be iron or copper or lead, you know, some of these components of the engine. And you see those drop down to 22, 20 parts per million. Well, you just cut the wear in your engine in half. So if that was intent, that engine was intended, you're on a path to going 400,000 miles. Theoretically, you're now going 800,000 miles on that engine. That's, that's what's happening inside that engine. 
when that when that wear metal's get enough and you, the engine's eating itself enough, that's when they finally fail and they go to the junkyard. But the more we can keep that wear metals down, the longer you're going to have that investment and the proof's in the pudding when you look at wear metals on an oil analysis. So I highly suggest people do that, even when they're shopping around for an oil or thinking about switching. Uh, give it a shot. Throw, throw it in the truck and, and compare it head to head and, and see which oil's really going to reduce your wear the most. Now, if somebody has questions about this, they want to call into you guys and maybe they want to do an oil analysis or they, uh, you know, are, are thinking about switching or they want to, maybe the truck's brand new and they just want to make sure this lasts as long as possible. What's the best way for them to get in contact with you guys? Ask these kind of questions. I'm sure there's hundreds of questions, specific ones. I would never think to ask on a podcast that, you know, a guy's going to, going to hone in on because that's what, that's how he uses his truck or maybe has a, you know, experience with some sort of engine failure. And he's really curious about something. What's the best way for them to get in contact with you guys? Well, first off our, our oil analysis kits are actually sold on the website. So 24 seven, you can go to the website, you can order one. It comes with a prepaid postage. So you buy it shows up. It's a cup inside a cup. You take a four ounce sample, you write down your truck information, seal up the cup there's a bag that's already got a prepaid on it and you drop it in the mail it's that simple um those usually take i don't know anywhere from a few days to a week to get the results of that uh, those will be emailed to you if there's anything critical on those oil analysis we actually contact the the the, mm-hmm. the owner directly and they'll talk directly to one of our tribologists um and we'll walk you through an oil analysis even if there's nothing critical on it it comes back and says normal everything looks great continue your interval um, if you want to talk to us, uh, our number is 419-947-2647. We're here 8 to 430 every day. Again, whether you use our oil or competitors, we don't care. Um, we're happy to answer these questions. We're happy to f- help you find the proper oil for your application. If you're having an oil problem, we love problems here. That's kind of what we do is we, we tackle problems. So, uh, it's 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 kind of a fun it's it's fun for us here we we, we enjoy it um really helping people out and finding half the time with an oil analysis too you can spot problems before they happen we might see a little glycol in there or something and say you got a head gasket about to go and it's a lot better to catch those before they happen you know so yeah uh but we're we're, we're open f- uh for phone calls here uh you can email us as, as well contact us through our social media um, and we will get you in touch with someone that can answer it. We'll get you all the way up to the vice president of R and D if need be. It happens all the time. If something needs to be escalated that I can't, like I said, I'm not a tribologist. I can help out, but when it goes above my pay grade, I send it to the R and D guys and, uh, and they're happy to help people out anytime. That's kind of uh, what we pride ourselves in here for. Well, what's so, what's so fun about episodes like this is how much how much knowledge there is. And, and like I said, all I really ever knew was there's conventional synthetic, but I never knew about the different classes. And I never, I never understood that there were trucks that could go a hundred, 200,000 miles or the racing side. I, you know, it's just, it's something I overlooked and I'm sure there's tons of people out there as well. You know, you walk into a store and there's a whole wall full of oil with different yeah. colors and logos. And you're like, well, which one do I get? Which one's best? And, and then I think the, the the oil analysis is really important as, as well, just to know what's going on in your engine and then also to be able to track it, which is, it takes all the guesswork out. I don't have to guess, well, is this helping? Is it reducing where I can get a report and see exactly what it's doing? Yeah, absolutely. And, and 
and to tie all that together, even as we've advanced up to making a racing oil, we we were never intending to ever make a racing oil. And uh, uh, credit to Firepunk Diesel for that. They kind of dragged us in screaming into that uh, after using our FR3 and in, in another manufacturer's oil. They said, wow, we've, we just reduced wear and picked up horsepower by adding your oil additive to a high-end racing oil. I'm like, you guys just need to make your own. So uh, what's unique about what started that whole thing into the high-performance side of things was we already had some really good technology with our Blue Diamond, which is our Group 4 PAO that I described. And, and if you remember, the purpose of that oil of a PAO is to go an extreme interval because it can't shear. It won't come out of a grade. So when we started from, we always start with a clean slate when we're, when we're building any new product. We said, okay, coming to make a racing oil with a blank palette here. Well, obviously the first thing we did is said, we're going pure group four PAO out of the gate. Um, we're the only ones out there that offer a group four pure 100% racing oil. Well, why not? The, the, what we found very quickly in the racing side of things is these guys, two, 3,000 horsepower, they can shear an oil in an eighth mile pass just like an over-the-road trucker does in ten thousand miles so the amount of the amount of violence they have on that oil and these tight tolerances under that much horsepower shearing is a big problem so right away we started we, we did went with the same technology we were using the over the road brought it to the racing side of things and that started the base for our adrenaline racing oils as a group four pao and then we just cranked up all the protection packages with it and um got us into a whole other market you know so it's uh it's 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 kind of funny how some of these technologies cross over you know it's uh yeah. what we learned on the big rig side of things helped us out on the racing side of things i wonder how many guys are listening right now thinking man i've just been throwing this oil in my race truck not really thinking much about it and i think that's really cool how you know let's say what firepunk was doing and what they wanted just spurred this whole this whole other direction to be able to say hey you guys you guys can break down oil way quicker than an over the road trucker can. Let's put, you know, this specific blend and this particular class of oil into your race truck to protect this engine that, you know, they get very expensive and sometimes there's money on the line. Sometimes there's, oh, you know, there's tons of things that, that are out there. Sure. And, and the key thing you said there is really protecting the investment. You know, they, they made horsepower off it initially, which got us going. And pretty much anytime we do a dyno test on that, we make horsepower, um, uh, when, when switching to our racing oil uh, and people get really excited about that. Matter of fact, there's a big story recently because uh, Dan Scheid over at Scheid Diesel, just, uh, I love Dan to death, but you know, he's, you know, he's done things a certain way for many, 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 many years, you know? So, <laughs> and I've known Dan for a while, but this off season, he contacted me and said, Hey, I want to, I want to give this stuff a try. And uh, so we sent him some oil and he put it on his dyno with the shy diesel dragster and pulled 60 horsepower and was like, that's unbelievable, you know, and, and he just got that thing dialed in, you know, he knows exactly what it does. Uh, but Dan was smart enough. And that's what I always tell people when they see those type of horsepower gains, just with an oil change, uh, that's great. No, but half the time when you're at that horsepower level, these guys aren't using all the power anyway, they can't get all that power to the ground. Anyways, what that's showing you is that I always say this, our oil does not make horsepower. It does not create horsepower. It's freeing up the engine 
to allow for more horsepower because we're reducing wear, we're reducing friction. So at the end of the day, what we pride ourselves in is, is protecting these engines and keeping them on the track all year or keeping them on an interval for 100,000 miles or keeping them on the road for 300,000 miles if you're, if you're doing your regular oil changes. We, we really want longevity out of these engines. That racing side of, side of things, the increased horsepower is really just a byproduct of uh, freeing up that engine uh, by reducing the wear and allowing it to really meet a potential it didn't think it could. And that's a, really the feather in a cap with uh, uh, how we build the oils is protecting these engines for the long haul. Well, I appreciate your time today chatting with us, educating us on uh, oils and, and what you guys do and providing a, just a, a really interesting conversation, giving us some things to think about as it pertains to our daily drivers or tow trucks, race trucks. And it's always great to chat with you. And like I said in the beginning, I always, <laughs> always learn more from these than I did when we started. So it was, uh, it was great to chat with you. Always with you. Thanks, Patrick. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to WCFab.com. You can check out the parts they have for your truck. If you're a shop owner looking to offer their products, jump on to Turn14.com. They've got a ton of different things you can get to be able to stock on your shelves or if a customer asks you and make the process super easy to order. wanted to give a shout out to a couple of our Patreon supporters, Texas Diesel Supply and Wrights Diesel Services. We appreciate the support that them and all of our Patreons give us to be able to allow us to do the podcast, to be able to you know, improve and, and do do what we do and bring you the stories that you guys want to hear until next time keep the shiny side up